You need to go back to China. Police department statistics show that violence and hate crimes against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, AAPI for short, have increased by 150% in major U.S. cities since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic in January 2020. The biggest reason behind these rising numbers is the connection that many Americans make between AAPI in the U.S. and China. More specifically, the city of Wuhan, where the novel coronavirus is reported to have originated from. As baseless as these assumptions may be, they were amplified and even normalized by former President Donald Trump's brash rhetoric. Trump mislabeled the scientific name COVID-19 on several occasions with terms like Chinese virus, Wuhan virus, and even poked fun at a valuable part of Chinese culture with Kung flu. Now, Wuhan was catching on. Coronavirus, right? Kung flu, yeah. While the former president claimed that his words were not racially charged, he gave many Americans the impression that their previously held racial prejudices against AAPI were now fully justified. In the streets of New York, California, Massachusetts, and many other states, strangers began to verbally and physically assault members of the Asian community. You wanna suck my dick? Say it again. Go to you're China. On a con- you're on a construction yeah, company. Yeah, go, go to China. Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Then, on March 16th, a lone gunman at Atlanta, Georgia, shot and killed eight women, six of whom were of Asian descent. While the shooter claimed that his motive was not racial and instead blamed his sex addiction, the long-standing ties between Asian women and their sexual fetishization in America could not be ignored. Comments made later by the Cherokee County Sheriff's spokesman, Captain Jay Baker, gave the impression that police were trivializing and avoiding any racial ties to the crime. And he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope, and, um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. After this tragedy, Asian communities across the country began mobilizing in protest of anti-Asian violence. Most notably, areas like New York and California, where AAPI have historically built large communities gathered in the thousands. What do we do? But even areas with smaller Asian populations were eager to stand up against the hatred they faced. A week after the shootings in Georgia, members of the Party for Socialism and Liberation in Salt Lake City, Utah, organized a march against AAPI hate in the city's International Peace Gardens. My parents don't want me to become involved with protests or riots or rallies because they think that the hatred of Americans towards Asian Americans is so great that I could possibly die. But what they don't realize is that they risk their life for me, and I will always risk my life for theirs. It is our job to make sure that the efforts of the generations before us do not go to waste, and that those who come after us never have to face the types of tragedies or feel the kind of pain that we are feeling now. Rebecca Hardenbrook, one of the organizers of the protest, says that the PSL jumped at the opportunity to show support for AAPI in Salt Lake City. When the Atlanta shooting happened, um, our chapter started having discussions about we need to have a rally in support of the community here. Um, And at the time, there had been like nothing that we'd seen being scheduled. The very next week, two students from the University of Utah organized a larger protest in Washington Square. Students from the U planned to speak, and diverse members of the Salt Lake City community were invited to attend. I realized the University of Utah had it said 
like any statement or anything. So I figured that something bigger needed to happen. But the night before the protest, the press released an anonymous letter sent to a Taylorsville business, threatening that all Asians need to go back to their countries now before more Asians are killed. Christine Min, one of the organizers of the Washington Square protest, says that the letter only made her realize that the protest was needed now more than ever. I was so scared, but I wanted this to be a success and I wanted this to have an impact. So I got my mind ready and I was like, if I die for this, this is fine. <laughs> AAPI in Salt Lake City and the greater Utah community followed with several vigilant efforts to keep the conversation going. The Organization of Chinese Americans hosted a workshop to educate AAPI in Utah on how to de-escalate situations that could lead to hate crimes. Racists say, get back, we say, fight back! Community leaders in Salt Lake City even came together on April 20th to speak with Utah Governor Spencer Cox to discuss how to make their state a safer place for its Asian population. McKenna Yang, a student at the University of Utah, recalled a time that she experienced anti-Asian sentiment personally. I remember walking on campus and there are these two guys and I just remember hearing them say like, oh, like her people started the this China virus. Oh, if we get too close to her, we'll probably get infected because she eats nasty food. And Tiffany Chan, the incoming vice president of the U student body, shared several ways to help prevent these incidents from spreading any further within the state. Uh, looping in these conversations into, well, the, their perspectives into any conversation that you have will honestly be very beneficial and will shed a lot of perspective on uh, the Asian American experience specifically here in Utah. Even though anti-Asian hatred is not as severe in Utah as in other U.S. states, its AAPI community is still committed to ensuring that their state remains a safe and accepting environment. I'm Sunhui Mike Park reporting.